It's so easy to listen from home. I just tell my smart speaker, Alexa, play the Shake Back Sports podcast. Here's hashtag brothers of baseball slash Shake Back Sports show from Apple Podcasts, continuing the latest episode. It is the Shake Back Sports Show OT, powered by the BGC Sports Network. And I have some exciting news and a very exciting guest that I'm about to bring on here in just a moment. Uh, I'm so very excited to have her on, and uh, we're going to do just that. Uh, again, thank you guys out there for checking us out on Facebook Live as well as Periscope. And this will be going immediately to iTunes, as well as Spotify and Google Podcasts and wherever else you get your podcasting platforms. Okay, so I have the pleasure, the distinct pleasure and honor and privilege of having on the show. She is a five-time kickboxing champion. She is a world-renowned stunt Actress appearing, appearing in so many movies. You may have heard of them, such as Bad Boys for Life. She is the baby doll, and she is on the Shake Back Sports Show OT. And who am I talking about? I am talking about Bridget. Baby doll, Riley. Bridget, welcome <laughs> to the Shake Back Sports Show. How are you? Um, well, you know what? You are better than Buffer. You know what? They don't even understand yet. It's going to happen for you. <laughs> oh, man. I, I Look, I received that in the name of Jesus because uh, Amen. I, I, I that. that's only a 50 cent charge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can, I, that's probably about all I can afford is 50 cents. So. <laughs> Me too. Hey, that was a really cool opening. I like that. Oh, I, I appreciate it. Can you believe yeah. Can you believe I put that together myself? I'm impressed. That was tight. I really liked it. I appreciate it. That that means yeah. that means so much to me when you uh, when you say that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm so very excited. Like I said in the intro, to have you on. Um, our past. Good to be here. Yeah, our past crossed like most people's uh, in the world of social media, and uh, mm -hmm. thanks to a a mutual friend by the name of Mel Thorpe uh, of of Fourth uh, and Fifteen with Melvin Mel and Smooth. Uh, I didn't get a chance to really talk to you guys uh, when you were on his show, so I decided to reach out to you, and uh, you decided to uh, give me an opportunity, so I appreciate that. All right, so let's get right into it. Um, look. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hey, thank you for coming on. So let's, let's just get right into this because, oh, you know what? We want to give our heartfelt prayers and condolences to uh, the marvelous one. Marvelous Marvin Hagler passed away. This past week at the age of 66 at uh, at a hospital in New Hampshire, um, his son uh, actually ex uh, took him to the hospital as he was experiencing uh, breathing difficulties as well as shortness of breath. Um, his wife, his bride, Kay uh, Hagler, came out and said that it was definitely not related to the COVID vaccine that he had just received, even though there were reports out there from Thomas Hiphan Hearns' camp that it was possibly linked to that. He actually wound up taking down that particular post on Instagram. So really the cause of death is unknown at this point, but Marvin Hagler, marvelous Marvin Hagler. And that that's funny, baby doll, because like you, he has a cool nickname, but his name, his nickname was actually embedded and became a part of his legal name. So marvelous Marvin Hagler going at the age of 66, your thoughts about him as a boxer, as a man, and, and being in that industry? Amazing. Um, and my condolences. I'm. I didn't even know about this, and I'm so sad. I've been so away from um, news right now, and um, my heart just goes to his family. Um, 66 is way, way too young, and um, 
what an incredible career, talent, athlete, person, man, um, warrior. And uh, I have nothing but respect. And I, I wish I knew him. I, I never met him. I never, uh, you know, um, had that pleasure. But uh, I just feel so horrible, horrible for his family. My gosh, 66. Yeah. That's like, that's so young. So um, my, I just pray, you know, he's in heaven with our father, absent of the body is present with the Lord. And uh, that, that is the only peace that can, you know, happen. Yeah. And um, uh, agreed and amen to that. And, you know, one of the things I think that draws people together is the spirit. And whether you have a spirit of, of the father or you have a spirit of the antichrist spirits are going to be drawn together it just depends on what type of they are and when you were saying that and i of course looked at your your a little bit of your story that you're going to get to tell here um i i said to myself I, this is a sister right here she is now family so you ain't a guest no more you are family Amen. Amen. <laughs> and, and you know, there is no distance in the spirit and we are brothers and sisters. If we, if we are his, then we, we are one, we are family. And, and that is the family that matters because that is for all of eternity. And I, and I know, I'm, I, I know, you know, that, you know, what we know that we know <laughs> it's the truth. And, and, and look, we could have church if you want. No, we're not going to have church today. We'll save that for a future, a future, uh, show down the road. But, um, I did not talk about it. It's so hard to not talk about it because it's so embedded in my every cell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I feel you. Yeah. And it, and it has to be because without that, you know, we are, we're basically nothing. And in this world that we've been dealing with in the last year plus with the COVID and the selection business and all of the social and racial injustice going on out there. Um, we have to make sure that we stay with the, uh, with, with, with what's been downloaded in us, not from the world, but from what's been downloaded in us from heaven. So I appreciate that. So, all right, so let's, let's get into this, uh, because I'm, I'm pretty sure people don't, they, they do want to hear about that, but they also want to hear, hear baby doll talk. And when I tell you guys that baby doll, is uh she is probably <laughs> one of those one of those people out there uh and you know how women are when with their weight so when you you think she's you know she's a boxer she has to check in with her weight so <laughs> she is one of those women that is obviously very comfortable with that because she has to do that so let's just start at the beginning i saw where your uh your your interest in martial mixed martial arts and kickboxing and all that came from your brother is he your younger brother or is he your uh, older brother? Patrick is my younger brother of one year. And while I was going to gymnastics, he was going to karate. Mm. And I mean, I would go to his karate tournaments and then, you know, he would come to my gymnastic meets because we were, we were a little tight family and we were very, very close. And we very much grew up learning how to support each other, help each other. And so he was my big uh, hero. He was amazing, and I was blown away um, by him and his friends and all of the um, the karate tournaments I started seeing. You know, I, I saw girls sparring, and I was like, what is that all about? And I I remember that feeling like, I was like, I, I can beat him now. And, and my brother and his <laughs> friends, they were laughing. I mean, they thought it was hilarious, you know? And I'm just like, Show, teach me, show me how to do that sidekick thing, you know? And they, were, they would laugh. It was so funny. They would just laugh at me. And then I finally just pulled, um, you know, pulled the plug. And I said, all right, mom, I want to, you know, we sat down as a family. I want to stop gymnastics. And that was a big decision as a young person back then. So uh, my heart goes out to our young, young teens or even before teens making big, heavy decisions. You know, my family invested and gymnastics is not a cheap sport. It's, it's very expensive. And we just, we didn't have money. I wasn't one of those kids, you know, I was on the other side and, um, they sacrificed my whole family sacrificed for, for my gymnastics. So it was a big decision. I just remembered, God, you know, I can't let everybody down and I need to keep going. And, um, but I had faith back then and I just, 
you know, my family said, Bridget, if this is what you want to do, we back you up, we support you. And I was so blessed to have that from both parents. And I said, I'm, I think I'm done, mom. I'm, I think I'm done. I mean, I was, I was at gymnastics seven days a week. It was school gymnastics. I had no life. I didn't mind that because I was the first to go, the last to leave. I loved it. But it started to become a job. And when it becomes uh, where it's just, there's no fun. And I mean, there's a lot of pressure in gymnastics and it's hard. And it, you know, you, you jack up your body. Um, but I, I loved it, you know. But when I started seeing karate, I was like, that's where I'm going. I'm, I'm heading right there. <laughs> go west young woman go go west so <laughs> so this, this started back um at the okinawa te karate right yes. did i say that right yes okinawa te oh my gosh it was uh it was so scary i remember i kept i kept going and i'm like i'm just gonna watch class and then I'll, you know, then I'll jump in there and I, and I, I watched and then I was like, okay, I'm going to watch one more time. I just need to see it one more time. I kept doing that. I was scared. I mean, I was, honestly, I was very, I was afraid that I wasn't going to be good at it. And, um, that was a motivator for me back, you know, back then, you know, we all, we all want to be good, but I want to be good right away. You're right. And I thought, oh God, what if I'm not? What if I fail? What if I look stupid? What if I embarrass myself? I mean, all these thoughts, you know? And so I go, well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to watch one more time. And I'm telling you, once it's okay to go through that and to go through that that fear, if you if you have it, be honest about it. I'm, I'm afraid as long as we walk through it and we don't let it stop us. Because once I said, okay, I can't keep, you know, the girl who cried wolf, I can't keep doing it. I can't keep, you know. And once I did it, it was just, I was home. I was home. And I'll never forget that class and my my sensei and you know getting I, I I was hooked. It took one class and I was just like, this is it. You couldn't get me out of that dojo. Yeah, so so what exactly was it about karate that had you hooked like that? Was it the athleticism? Was it the, the competition? What exactly was it? I think the first thing that got me hooked was my sensei sensei. He has passed away. God rest his soul. Stan Wyrak. And the um, the authority ha he had and the confidence he had. Um, and, and while he had all that, and he was very strong, and it was different back then. You didn't get, like, you know, a trophy for everything. You you know, you had to show up. And um, it was hard. And I liked that. There was something comforting about how hard it was, how much he pushed us and how solid he was. And he was funny. He would make me laugh. And I love the discipline of just your basic class, learning a back fist, a reverse punch. I was just like, ah, and how he yelled. At first I was like, I can't yell. And I was like, what do you mean yell? Just let it out. Just, yeah. I was like, what? Okay, I sound, I sound so stupid, but I loved it. I was like, Oh, I love this. And, and I just felt confident. And I, I love the camaraderie in, in that place. And I, I just really liked drilling. I'm a repetition girl. I like do, I like the numbers. I like, bang it. do it again, do it again, do it again. If you do it wrong, get down there, do push-ups. Get up, stop, stop flinching, stop itching. What's the matter with you? Stand still, go against the wall, get in a straddle. I was just like, oh, me likey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> sorry, long story long. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. It, it, it is trust me, it is all gravy. So once again, just in case you guys out there didn't know, this is Willie Upteen Jr. and I am kicking it with the baby doll, Bridget Riley, and uh, she is telling her shake back story, um, and we're having some fun to boot. So uh, this again, of course, is being powered by the BGC Sports Network. Um, going straight to iTunes as well as uh, thank you guys for Facebook or checking us out on Facebook Live and on Periscope. So, all right, so let's move on um, a little bit further into your career. Um, you know, oh, I want to say this. I now have something in common with Irvin Magic Johnson. <laughs> Were you on his show too? No, I wasn't on his show. 
<laughs> no, he was on your show. No, 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 no. You know him. Nope, not at all. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> we both have had you on our show. <laughs> So, hey, hey, greatness goes with greatness. So that, that's iron sharpens iron. That's right. So, all right. So <laughs> I had to get that out there. I told my wife earlier, I said, that's going to be a trivia question. What does Willie F. Ting Jr. and Magic Johnson have in common? But anyway. And I didn't even know the answer. <laughs> yeah. How's, how's that? And you're the center of it. Okay. So I fired myself. <laughs> so <laughs> it was tell a story about you being a flight attendant and taking these classes. Wait, wait, which classes? Flight attendant classes? No, 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 no. As a, you were, you were working as a flight attendant, mm -hmm. and you were taking classes to get yourself ready for your career. Okay, so I was a flight attendant, and for a whole, get ready for it, three months before I got fired, um, <laughs> on my days off, because like, okay, so. I grew up, so I, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and it's a, back then it was a big hub for TWA. Mm -hmm. And I was on a flight working, I mean, I was all over the place. I was, <laughs> I was working for, I don't know if you've ever heard of UDA, Universal Dance Association, or UCA, Universal Cheerleading Association. So all your high school cheerleading squads go to a camp and they compete and there's UDA or UCA instructors. And if you win, I mean, you go to the nationals and like ESPN now, you know, it shows all your, um, you know, college, high school. So I was an instructor. I mean, it was amazing. I, I never really danced, but I could fake it. <laughs> so I got in there and I won a uh, universal dance star with one other, um, our captain. And that one year of all the years they picked two and my team voted for me. So I did that. I was teaching dance all over the country at different universities. And it was really exciting. I was crazy because work week we had to learn like 17 dance routines but I loved it I was so in love with it and so I was on one of the flights and I asked the gal I said hey how you know you, you, look, you look this job looks really awesome she's like hey St. Louis is hiring right now TWA is hiring it's the hub go I applied I got it and it was hard schooling so all my friends were making fun of me like "Ooh, how to pull tea and I'm <laughs> like you have no idea you have to know, you have no idea. You have to know all these planes, all these doors, all this safety, all this stuff. And I'm like, crap, it's, I had to really apply myself. So I'm doing that. I'm dancing um, hip hop at mm -hmm. the little clubs all over St. Louis. And I'm trying to train. And I'm kind of like, gosh, I like this continuous fighting thing. Because all the guys were doing that. And I started getting disqualified at the karate tournaments mm -hmm. and the sparring. Because, you know, Karate tournaments, it's a game of tag. You hit, break, call for point. I'm like, what? I still have three more hits to do. What are you talking <laughs> about, right? So I kept getting disqualified. So in the back of my head, so all this is going on. This is how good God is. He comes in and he's just like, all right, you're in motion, which is what we need to be. We need to be in motion. He can't do nothing if we're stagnant and sitting there and I'm waiting for it to happen. It's not going to happen like that. So I'm trying all these things. Meanwhile, I have to go to New York City and be this flight attendant. I live with seven other flight attendants in Queens. It was the best. It was the best. I'm 18 years old. I'm flying out of LaGuardia, JFK, Newark. I mean, I was like, this is great. None of us had cars. So we had, you know, you had to really figure stuff out. Right. <laughs> I'm flying all over. Well, on my days off, I kept flying back to St. Louis because you fly free, you X cap and you fly free. And to, I was I was training, dancing, I kept missing my flights back to New York. So they said, maybe this isn't the career for you. I'm like, well, what are you trying to say? <laughs> you know, <laughs> am I fired? So I got fired. So anyway, it all worked out because I got fired, which may seem negative. Best thing that could have happened to me because then I had time and I was like, okay, yeah, I want to try this um, continuous fighting. And I was like, this is awesome. And all the guys were kickboxing. And then it was like, hey, you want to try kickboxing? Mm -hmm. So that's how I got in there. So don't be so discouraged, guys, if things aren't going your way. Um, wait for it. Wait for it. Pray for it. Uh, be diligent and be trying to do different things because that right door is going to open. He who has began a work in you 
you know that's yeah. that's awesome and and that's a when you talk about being fired all it is is man closing one door and god opening another because totally uh, who 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 knew at that time that it would amount to what it has for you you know and and the and the influence that you have all over the planet um came from that uh, i i just I, it's just so it's so cool when you really you know not that we live looking um in the rearview mirror but um to learn from mm -hmm. that like to mm -hmm. learn and to recognize that he is in it he's in the details he's god is into redirecting um your path like mm -hmm. it's so much so many times i'm kind of like what what am i supposed to do now what's next i'm in this weird place now in my life where i have to remember look what he did then and i was a mess i mean i was all about bridget i was all about me mm -hmm. and i was very selfish and i was very um god i was just like i i wanted it all and it, and i wanted it three days ago and yeah. you know what i mean and it's just like you got it's just like oh and I, I i look back and i'm like god you were so your grace and mercy was so present so there when when i was like this little terror <laughs> you know this this little rattlesnake you know and it's just like thank you god you know like why am i why am i even even worrying you know like i cast my anxiety and all my cares onto you 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 direct our path you know our steps are ordered and i have to remind myself that sometimes especially today because i mean we're just in a crazy mm. we're in a crazy place right now you know exactly. anyway I'm, so, I'm all over the place that's, that's fine that's fine <laughs> and i was just gonna say again amen and you know what yeah. i forgot to mention one of your feats how could I forget this? Uh-oh. 1998 Hall of Famer. What? <laughs> describe the feeling of having done so much in that, in your, in your career to be resting in really the immortality forever. I'll tell you what, making that Hall of Fame Woman of the Year getting inducted um, in the martial arts world like that. That was, <laughs> I was blown away. I was in, I was included in the, and in my, with my heroes, I was included with, with people where I just had, like, you know, like, like, wow, maybe one day. And to just be included in that, I was, I, it's very humbling and it's um, very awesome. I mean, I was just like, thank you so much. I was so grateful. I was just like, why well, don't really feel worthy of this? And I still don't. I, I really don't. I, I really don't. I, um, I'm just like, I'm such a work in progress. And, um, but it was a great honor. And I, I so wish my dad was alive to have seen that because he was the one with my brother that through Black Belt Magazine, Inside Karate, Inside Kung Fu, oh, they they put those magazines in front of my face, like with Kathy Long uh, on the cover. That should be you, that should be you. If you want that, you gotta go to California. You gotta go there, you, you gotta get with those people, you know, the Jet Center. I was like, oh, they're not gonna want nothing to do with me. And they're like, that's where you have to go. And that's what I did. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the cover, <laughs> You landed on the cover of said magazine. Um, I mean, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm so encouraged by your encouragement. I'm so encouraged by <laughs> your, 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 your willingness to, to go through whatever you needed to go through um, for the thing that you loved. And when you said something a minute ago about you wanted it and you wanted it three days ago, isn't it how ironic? that history repeats itself because we seem to be in that same type of society today. And, um, a lot of people, you know, that's what happens is it's instant gratification. All uh -huh. right, Bridget. All right, Bridget. So we're going to, yeah, microwave, microwave society. <laughs> so we're going to move on and, and, and talk some, some movies in your career, because sure. when you said earlier in the, uh, in the contest or in the, in the show, rather, uh, the gymnastics training that you had, 
you wound up letting go, but it reared itself right back to the forefront of your life again, because I'm looking at several and ladies and gentlemen out there. When I tell y'all several, I don't know, even know if I can count that high. <laughs> I need an adding machine for all of the, uh, all of the projects that she's occurred in, or she's been involved in and appeared in. So, um, how did it go from the kickboxing into film and television? Okay, that's a good question. Um, so, when I was, I lost a fight. I'm going to save this story for the something else. But okay. when I went to California, I drove out there from Missouri with $100 and my Nissan 200SX. I didn't have anything. Everything I had was in that teeny tiny hatchback car. And I showed up at the Jet Center, the famous, the world famous Jet Center, the original Jet Center that was in Van Nuys, California on Friar Street. And I'm like this, you know, hillbilly from the Midwest. And I'm coming in there, you know, like I'm coming in hard. It was hot. And I walk in and I'm like, I mean, just tell me this isn't a God thing. Benny the Jet, who goes all over the world doing seminars, happened to be there that one day. Did I plan anything? No. Right. Of course not. What's that? I just showed up like, you know, Benny the Jet was there. Blinky Rodriguez was there. Lily Yukita's Rodriguez, Benny the Jet's sister, who was the best, greatest female fighter of all time, hands down, in my opinion. She happened to be there too. I mean, like, stop it. So I, I see this sign and it says, train for the day for $15. And I was like, I already had my money out. Like I was ready. Ooh. I said, here, um, Sensei Benny. And I am, he's like, yo, uh, what's your name? You know, and uh, Miha, what you here for? And I said, I'm here to be the world champion. And I just was so certain. And I, I didn't, I, 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 you know, I was very green still. And he said, let's go see what you got, kid. Let's go, you know, let's get you gloved up. And I remember I got in the ring and I was sparring this guy, this guy from Canada. And Lily is just watching me. And she just, she, we just connected. We connected, like I've never connected with another soul to this day, God rest her soul. Um, and she said, you know what? You're really green. She asked me a lot of questions. She drilled me. She drilled me. She said, mija. You know, and I cussed because I was trying to act tough and hard and I was so stupid. And she goes, Mija, you don't need to talk like that. There's no need to talk like that. You don't got to say that language. I mm. see you. Mm. And she said, if you're serious and you really want to do this, we would love to manage you, train you, take over your career. Right then and there, I won the lottery. I won the lottery. So now I'm a jet fighter. They're managing me. They're, they're training me, um, getting me sharp. Peter Sugarfoot Cunningham. Uh, Rick O'Kane. Uh, I mean, you name it. There's so many. Roger Ewan. And, and and of course, Sensei Benny was connected with the movie industry. But the Jet Center was a place where everybody in the whole world wanted to come through there. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the place. And I was there. And I didn't even know there were stunt people. I didn't even understand what that was. What do you mean actors don't do their own stunts? That's how naive I was. I didn't know anything. Um, and I was this casting director happened to be there one day when I was training and I was kicking him and he kept watching me and kept watching me. I was just like, dude, that dude's and Lily was very protective, like back up, get away from baby doll. She's, she's training. I mean, if you weren't a part of my plan to become the world champion, you were in my way. You right. really were. You were a part of the problem, not the solution. And that, I mean, I was just tunnel vision. Well, he comes up, but I was working at a bank <laughs> full time because I had to have money and I was broke all the time. So, I had to have money. So I was running on my lunch hour, training at night, you know, at the jet center. And he said, Hey, what, how about you? What do you think about this? If you work one day on a set, you're going to make more money probably in that one day than your whole month of work. And you're going to have a lot more time to train. That's all I had to say. More time to train. What? Put, put me in coach. I'll go. I'll go. He's like, well, <laughs> it's acting. I said, I don't know how to act. And he goes, I'm going to run lines with you. I was like, oh, dear, this is going to be really scary. So I went and it, it, lo and behold, it was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And so I got on into that world as an actor, very small part, 
And then I saw the stunt team and I was like, who are those guys? Those guys are badass. I mean, that, that's what I want to do. They're kicking it. You know, mm-hmm. there was this whole um, Asian team, Alpha Stunts. And anyway, that's how I got in. And that show became my college. That was my whole, that was my, you know, my degree. That was my four years of, it was Power Rangers, commercials, uh, live shows. We traveled all over, TV series. I was a putty. I was a Power Ranger. I doubled Amy Jo Johnson as an actress. Twee, who unfortunately she's in heaven, died. I um, Then we did the movie. We went to Australia. So I was juggling that that career as a brand new stunt person and actor um, and a kickboxer. I hadn't yet boxed, but I was kickboxing. So we were working on um, kickboxing. So it was just busy. It was nonstop. And I loved it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, that is a long book. <laughs> Sorry. It's very, it's very interesting and very entertaining. So that's okay because you, I mean, I, I never want to read a book that's boring. I mean, who, 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 who wants to? Who, yeah, I was going to say, raise your hand out there in Facebook land or comment or look, mention in the comments <laughs> below if you like to read a book that is boring. Okay, so, all right, now, because I'm looking at, oh my gosh, it's so many, ladies and gentlemen. Let me, can I just name off of about 20 of them? Uh oh. <laughs> Bare knuckles. Um, that nobody knows. Transformers. Watchmen. G.I. Joe, Rise of the Cobra. Iron Man 2. Gone. Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> Scout's Guide <laughs> to the Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to find one that would hit. Okay. Hollywood Adventures. Okay, this is just on the film side. So here's 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 the one that I wanted to save for last. Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> that was like the most awesome. <laughs> I mean, all of them have been. I mean, all of my work. It's been. It's been literally. I every time I'm on a set, I pinch. I pinch myself. Am I awake? And um, it's amazing. It's hard. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. It's the most challenging thing. Never, never, never has my rear end been more on the line because it's the same thing like a fight. You have to be prepared. So you're, by the time they say action or by the time you hear the bell ring, Mm -hmm. it's too late if you haven't prepared correctly. Mm. And that will get exposed extremely fast. And that's what happens in both worlds. I'm like, I can't escape this. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of pressure. You have um, a lot of people uh, watching you, you have your peers, a coordinator you're trying to impress, you're trying to do a really good job for your actor. And then when you're fighting actors, you're trying to not hurt them or hit them, but you're trying to make it look so real. And, um, and I'm pretty, pretty rough on the, the stunt guys like, uh, <laughs> and they and they know it, but I'm, I, I'm a real fighter. And I like a little bit of contact. And I'm not afraid to have a little bit of contact. Both it goes both ways. You can tag me a little bit. Let me know I need to feel it. Let me know. Let's keep it real. I think it adds an element of, of reality, but then there's a lot of stunt people that are like, you should have more control. And I'm like, well, you should learn how to take a punch, sucker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm just saying, because you can't take that girl out of the ring mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm dealing with real men, sparring them on their level, 10 rounds, coming out with maybe a concussion. I don't know. So um, I have a different mentality. And then I think bringing that into the stunt game has really helped me. Um, but it is fun when, when they're like, when the actress, like there was a movie Serenity I did, I doubled Summer Glau and that's, um, that was, that was from Fire, Firefly TV series. Mm-hmm. And then it went into, cause I never followed that. And so I didn't know, but, um, when Summer and Summer was amazing, she's very talented. She, she learned, she picked up choreography, like unbelievably well. Um, very, very, very amazing actress. And, um, but she would go with the whole stunt team. And this was like Chad Stahelski, you know, John Wick and all that. He would, and, and then they, he'd go, okay, Bridget's up. And all the stunt guys, ah, they'd run for their bags, for their pads. And they're putting off like all these extra pads. And Chad's like, really? She's a hundred and, you know, 15 pound girl. And they're like, yeah, you get out there and get hit by her. And <laughs> but it was like, it was so much fun because those are my brothers. I mean, so 
in film, you you know, you bleed, you break, you get hurt, you pray, and you're just like, oh God, I don't want to get, you know, there's been death in that industry yeah. a lot more uh, than than there should be. And then um, fighting, you have that camaraderie too with your, you know, all the guys in the gym. And anyway, it's just, uh, it's the best of both worlds to, to do it for pretend and then to do it like, you know, kind of for real. It's still a sport. Boxing's right. still a sport mm -hmm. compared to MMA. It, mm -hmm. To me, boxing is a sport. MMA ugh, is kind of like a street fight with guys who really know how to fight. And they know how to fight on the ground and they know how to freaking choke you out and hurt you. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> how about that? Yeah. Boxing. <laughs> that 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 is that I could listen to this all day. I mean, this is so amazing. Um, but I want to also switch over to uh, the small screen. I wanted to ask you something in in relation to the small screen and the big screen. So, some of your small screen um, accolades include NCIS LA, uh, Bloodline, Mr. Mercedes, Hawaii Five O, uh, Law and Order. Wow, uh, my mom loves that show. General Hospital, the 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 soap opera that is or was General Hospital. Scrubs, CSI, crime, you know, it's crimes, NCIS, Without a Trace, all those uh, great, great TV shows, Walker, Texas Ranger, and uh, God bless uh, Chuck Norris and his soul as he passed away recently as well. So how is the, or what is the difference in preparation, if there is one, between the large screen and the small screen? Okay, that's a really good question. There is a huge difference. Um, very good question. Between television is fast. It's quick. I mean, they bang it out. You get, you're lucky if you get enough time for a rehearsal. And then if you get your actor, you know, because we got to get, we got to train them. We got to, we have to get them acclimated because we want them to start the shot. We want them to end the shot. We want the, the director and camera to be able to pick up pieces of them. The whole idea is to make it believable that they're doing it. And regardless of any actor saying, I do all my stunts. No, they don't. They never do all their stunts. There's mm -hmm. always some people backing them up, training it, testing it, trying it and shooting it. And, and then they're going to pick which one. And yeah, we love you actors who, um, you know, you, 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 you want to work hard. You want to get in there. You want to do it. We get it. But we also have to protect you and we need to keep you safe. And uh, if it's really, um, if it's extra dangerous, we need to just step in there and do it for you and let us help you because we're all about making you look good. It is all about you. And we are here to help that and to nurture that and to bring the best out in you. Now with television, television's fast. They're shooting, there's different cameras. A lot of television also shoots almost like a soap opera. Like sometimes there's three, it's how they put, where they put cameras. Now you will get really cool TV shows that, um, Man, they're getting they're getting budgets and they're getting creative and they're almost looking like a mini feature uh like grim i worked on grim quite a bit and there was some really cool shots and camera you know camera was getting really exciting and interesting but television is still super fast mm -hmm. i go to a feature film i'm going to take one scene one fight scene and we might have an entire five weeks to train for it so it's way spread out you get a lot more time. You get a lot more time to dial in, to find your flavor. Because a lot of times, like on um, Serenity, Chad Stahelski, he would come in and shoot like a sick. We shoot a pre which is we shoot it. All the stunt people. And we make it look really freaking good. And like they edit it, add music, show. Then they got to show. I mean, there's a lot of chefs in, in the kitchen. There's You got your producers, your director. You got a whole bunch of people. Um and if they don't like it, or if they don't like a certain flavor or style, go back. We got to do it again. We do it again. We do it again. We do it again. Here's another previous. Sometimes I feel like I've already shot six movies before we shoot the film. Mm. And I, mm. I, you know, I, I, I'm on the fence about that one because I know we need to do it. I, I sometimes I'm kind of like I don't like this whole new way we do all this because half the time, if you don't know really what you want as a director, you're hurting your stunt people, and not that some some of them don't care. That's just the business. We'll get another, want to get another one in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they act like they're not like Hong Kong used to be, but they are sometimes. And sometimes they're great. But really, why are you running through it and wasting your stunt people? Uh, save us for the day. But we don't. We got to, we got to hit it. We got to, 
show it, we got to sell it. It's almost like you're selling it. It's almost like a Jedi mind trick. Like you love this. This is what you, this is what you actually want. And wow, it's amazing how you came up with it all. Right. But you didn't. So you know how that goes. You got, it's, it's just, there's a lot of games and I just, uh, man, you work so hard and you shoot all this, um, pre stuff and they, they just, they keep changing it. And then now on the day, which is when we're filming, sometimes they change it even right then and there. Mm -hmm. So the business is, you have to be sharp on your toes and you can't get married to the choreography. And I see a lot of new people coming in and they'll, they'll, they'll get real attached to it. Don't get attached to it because it could change like that. And, and, and on the day you, you have to adjust and you, you know, it's like, sometimes I'm like, wow, I really like that. That was great. That was not, it's not about what I like until I'm a director, until I'm a producer writer. I, I don't have any power, but I'm glad to be there. <laughs> wow. And, yeah. and that goes to the old adage, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Once again, Willie Upton Jr. talking to my sissy, baby doll Riley. And uh, she has also made appearances in the HBO boxing video game. Uh, she <laughs> was a stunt person in one of my favorite movies of all time, Catwoman. And she also was in some national commercials to include Audi, Honda, and Miller Lite. So, uh, I, again, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I feel like, uh, My I, pleasure. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like, I don't know what I feel like. I just feel so honored, but, um, <laughs> honor is mine. Thank you. Before, before oh, we, be, before we get out of here, um, I want you to tell the listeners out there and those that are watching, um, one story either from your career or your life or both um that you have had to shake back from because the shake back sports show ain't just about sports it's about life and having to, to come back from different adversities so if you don't mind giving one story uh that you can provide that will number one uh be a testimony and gives honor and glory to god and then number two how it can help somebody else get where they're wanting to be so i kind of have two stories um Take your time. I, I kind of have two stories. So Take the one time. is I was put um, in the ring. Uh, um, my trainer believed in me. He believed in me and I loved him. Mr. Jim Boucher is wonderful. But I think I, um, I went in over my head too soon. And that's very hard to admit because we, you know, as a fighter, you have to believe you can do it. No matter what, you can be afraid, but you got to believe you can do it. And I took this fight and um, I lost and I lost bad. And Kathy Long was there and I was just like, oh my God, this is my break. This is my shot. I was devastated. They couldn't get me out of the locker room. I was bawling, crying harder than I've ever cried. And um, I was a wreck. And I have to tell you, sometimes failure is a gift and it can be a motivator. Losing motivated me. And I thought, I don't ever want to feel this again. This hurts. So that's when I went back and um, it was a hard decision to leave home, but I did. And it turned out to be, I wouldn't have this incredible career had I not lost. And, and I don't mean just lost a little, I lost bad. So don't let the losses, um, you know, they can hurt, that's okay. Cry it out, work it out suffer it out, but then get back on your bike and let that thing motivate you and move you. And uh, because that builds character and that's the stuff you need when you're going to get to that place that you want to go. And um, also uh, uh, June 2019, I was diagnosed with cancer. So that was, um, that was like taking a bullet and um, didn't see that coming. So that was really hard and my, it's like just like everything my whole life i'm like why why how is this happening god um i questioned everything you know um you really it's where the rubber meets the road and you, you kind of come to the end of yourself and you really when you really look death um really look at it in the eye and, and you're just like wow you know this could be it and i was just like nope not today 
this is not going to be my story. And um, I called in some serious prayer warriors and I got, I got closer to God. Um, I always thought I was close to God, but never, never like this. And I've encountered him and I will tell you what, he is real. He's real. And um, we may not understand so many things, but our ways are not his ways. And he is the, the, the prince of peace when you need it the most. And he will carry you through that thing if you just let him. Just ask him. He's your friend. He loves you. He cares about the details. Um, he, just, he just wants to be there for you. And whether you feel him or not, it will come. Just stay persistent and trust him and rest in that. And uh, carried me through. I am. Um, I went through two surgeries. I went through radiation, chemotherapy. Then another thing of eight rounds of chemotherapy. I had a ileostomy bag. Um, they completely took out my rectum. I had rectal stage three cancer, and um, I had to relearn how to do everything again. I had to have a bag. I had. Um, uh, but you know what? I'm going to talk about it because. Uh, get your colonoscopies. Um, if you feel, if you even sense something a little off, because I didn't have major symptoms, but I felt it. I felt something inside me, like something's just off. And my mom got, thank God, my mom kept saying, why don't you just go, go get a test or go get, go get some lab, you know? And I'm like, uh, no, I did a show and then I did back, you know, I did a TV series and then I did a show. I was like, I'll do it after that. I kept making excuses. She said, Bridget, please just go do it. And thank God I did. Um, uh, I, I'm now NED. I rang the bell and I um, have no evidence of cancer. Praise God. My <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. <sighs> wow. This is... um. This is this is this isn't even an interview anymore. Um, this is a this is a testimony, and um, you know my dad had colon cancer, my mom had colon cancer. My, really? My, my dad actually uh, that was the beginning of his end, the beginning of the end of his assignment here on Earth because it went from colon cancer to pancreatic cancer, and then after that it was seemed like it just went like that. My mom had colon cancer. Um, back in 07, she beat that, but now she's fighting uh, breast cancer right now, and she's a trooper. So, um, yeah, no longer is this an interview. Um, but what I'm I, so sorry about your dad. Yeah, and I'm going to be praying for your mom. What's your mom's name? Darlene. But Darlene. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's that's what you know. What her name is Darlene. You can call her Darlene. <laughs> Darlene. Yeah. I will be praying for her. Um, I'm a prayer warrior. I have a small group of um, uh, people I'm praying for. My mom also, when I rang the bell, now she had kidney cancer, bilateral double kidney cancer five years ago. She was a smoker and she quit and she had a, um, a CT to um, check her lungs and they happened to find the kidney cancer and they did two robotic op um, operations hard. And they got it, but then five years later, so as soon as I rang the bell this last time, the next day she was diagnosed with, with stage four lung cancer. So she's fighting it too right now. So um, cancer isn't the same as cancer that my dad died of in 93. What year did your dad die? 17. Gosh. He was, uh, yeah, 60, so 66 dumb. years old, um, like Marvin oh. Hagler. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I am so sorry. My my condolences. I'm so sorry. It, it, thank you. Number one, thank you. And uh, he he is he he is in a better place. Uh, he had a deep relationship with Jesus, uh, ordained minister, all that. So he's definitely in a better oh. place. So um, all he's right. in glory. <laughs> yeah. So he ain't worried about a thing. Um, hey, you know Let's what? I'll be talking to my dad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you, and we will be praying for your mom as well. Um, our I, mommies, our mommies. Yeah. Yeah. Our oh, we just lift them up. We just lift them up. Yeah. God is a miracle worker. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He can do anything. He's a promise keeper. He's a way maker. He is the King of Kings and there is no limit to his miracles that he can give his children. He loves us. He cares about the details. Just uh, we just we just rest and we declare that by his stripes they are healed by yeah. the blood of jesus it is done by the blood of jesus and may it be led by the holy spirit 
and for the glory of our Father in heaven. So, all right, Bridget, uh, I appreciate the time. This was so much fun and so enlightening. Um, any final thoughts that you want to portray or, I'm sorry, you want to relay out there to anybody in, in anything that you're doing currently? Right now, I'm getting ready to start training. I want to start sharing. And I never wanted to before because I, I was the fighter. And now I'm kind of like, you know what? I want to help women. I want to help girls. I want to help people getting bullied. I want to bring confidence to girls. Um, I, I just, I want to, I want to do that because so many people poured <laughs> so much into me. And I also wanted to mention Mike Gunther, um, who also is another stunt coordinator, my best friend from the get-go. That guy is the one who always comes through for me. And he's one of my um, sincere friends. And uh, he's just made, he's, uh, he has been such a blessing for my career. And I just wanted to mention him because he's my guy. And uh, and also I just want to um, say like, I'm just so grateful for my, my husband who's been a rock because um, a lot of things get put on hold from these surgeries and the resection. And um, uh, I have I have such a patient man and that is what agape unconditional love is. And it, it you know what I mean? It's sticking by when it's not the funnest thing in the whole world. And it's having um, a lot of patience and um, love goes a lot deeper. It's a whole different kind of love. God is teaching me and he's teaching me through marriage and marriage will be, I think our biggest teacher. So I just want to thank you so much for having me and um, prayers for you and your family and um, God bless you. And I just want to thank everybody out there um, tuning in and uh, yeah. Well, again, we, we appreciate it. And we are now uh, brothers and sisters and uh, everything that you mentioned, I, I, I do want to talk to you at some point of, of a vision that God has given me and everything that you said here in these last couple minutes uh, is in line exactly with that. So hopefully one day we can maybe sit down, maybe do a Zoom call or something like that. I can send you something and we can kind of go from there, but we'll do that off air. So okay. with that being that's said- That's confirmation. We should chat because that's com that's God confirmation for you. Yes, yes. I, and I agree, believe that. I agree with that 100%. Mm -hmm. All right, so thank you guys out there for checking us out on Facebook Live as well as Periscope. Um, this is gonna go straight to YouTube. I'm sorry, straight to iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. You can also check it out on the bgcsports.net website, or I'm sorry, Facebook page. It is there. So for the dopest engineer in the game, Big Day, how can I not mention him? For my new sissy, but old sissy, but new sissy, and sissy for life, Bridget, baby doll, Riley. This is Willie Epstein Jr. Shakeback Sports Show, OT. We will holler at y'all again real soon. Y'all take care of each other. Y'all love each other. Y'all hug each other. And we will talk to y'all again real soon. Peace. We are out of here. Sometimes it gets a little hectic out there. But right now, you know, we gonna love you and how